Hey, everybody. Welcome to Shot Callers, presented by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I'm your host, Kyle Brandon. Joining me as he does every single week is my man, 100 Grand, Ben Brown. What's up, my brother? What's good? What's happening? You see it, my man. You see it. Also joining me, uh, our good friend, producer Tim. You take my teams? Now you take my catchphrase? Yes. <laughs> producer Tim has an awesome article out this week. Um, he's our director of NCAA content, so make sure you check out his article on the, uh, the Kentucky Wildcats and why he thinks they're contenders. They just beat Kansas they did. also. So um, now's the Teams time. catching fire. Absolutely. Now's the time to check it out. That article, again, is on 48minutesnetwork.com. We have a great show today. We're going to be talking about Victor Oladipo going down. We're going to be talking about uh, the all-star competitions, not the game so much, but the competitions and who's going to be in it and who would we like to see fill out the empty spots in it. We're also going to talk about the Boston um, first the Warriors game. And then at the end, we talk about the Nets a little bit. So make sure you stick around, uh, pop in some headphones, turn the volume up and have a good time. Absolutely. I said I'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm mad. All right, let's set the scene. It's Wednesday night. The Raptors are playing Indiana. Victor mm. Oladipo goes down. Mm. He ruptures his quad. Mm. Ben is our resident Pacer fan. Walk me through your emotions. Um, I mean, outside of the fact that I was upset about my team losing their best guy, um, it's hard when you see a guy like that who um, is so committed to you the team you support. He's known as being a great guy, a hard worker, a leader. Great um, singer. Great singer. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, but to see that happen to him, you know, hustling back, trying to make a defensive play. Um, at first, I mean, you, you thought he just shredded his knee. Um, and then they come out, you know, with MRI, and it says it's a ruptured quad, which I don't know if that's – I don't know if that's better – I hear that it's worse than tearing yeah, I was an ACL. Say, I, I I would think that it's worse. It's very rare in the NBA that someone ruptures their quad. Rupture yeah. is not a good word. No, not, not at all. No. Uh, yeah, it just sounds like your quad exploded. Right. Uh, it's very scary for him. I don't know how this team recovers from that. Um, at least at least in the short, I, short on term. the short term, it's going to be very difficult because now you got to add new elements to the rotation. Now holiday. Um, is going to get more minutes. Um, you know, you're going to have to rely on guys that ha- you haven't really had to rely on, like, you know, Miles Turner, you know, a guy you've been waiting to step up for the last three years, and, and now you're really going to need him to step up. Um, you're going to need a guy like Tyreek Evans, who was brought in to be that guy to, to lead off the bench. You need Now you're going to need more quality minutes from him. Um, so, so that's this is the first thing we talked about when he went down. Me and you were mm-hmm. we were all texting, yeah, um, and brought up the fact that they were eight and three without Oladipo, right? Mm-hmm. 
So Tyreek Evans, he only averaged 10 points in 25 minutes yeah. a game when Oladipo was out. All right. Do you think Tyreek can really kind of step into that number one role? I don't. Okay. I, I really don't. Um, it, they're in a spot where they're going to probably have to make a move, move some contracts, and make a move and bring somebody in. I know that we were texting before, and we had talked about how um, the Grizzlies were looking to move Conley. Uh, well, they're looking to move Conley and, and Gasol, but, I mean, the only one I'm interested in is Conley. But um, I would love to see them go get a, a guy like Mike Conley um, to be able to fill that void. I mean, he's you know he's a veteran leader. He's a guy that's going to give you, um, you know, points, assists. He's going to be able to lead your team. He's going to be able to do things that you're going to need to do in order to stay in that playoff hunt. I just don't think that Tyreek... Give, yeah, give yeah, effort on the defensive max, end. Yeah, well. Maximum effort on defensive end. I just don't think that Tyreek is that guy. Um, and Holiday's a young... I mean, he's just so young, man, that to put him in that kind of role would be really tough. Yeah, I don't know if Aaron Holiday's even really close to being able to take over for an all-star. Um, Victor Oladipo's all-NBA. Mm-hmm. He led the league in steals last year. It's just really, really big shoes to fill. The Pacers do have a secret weapon coming up from Fort Wayne, though. What's that? Ben knows where I'm going with this. From Fort Wayne? Spill the beans. My boy Edmund Sumner, Edmund Sumner. is now uh, on the roster. The, yeah. Your boy. Yep. My boy. Xavier Edmund Sumner is coming up. Um, This team has a lot a lot of free agents next season. Mm-hmm. They have an expiring this year. Thad Young's expiring, mm-hmm. Tyreek Evans expiring, uh, Bogdanovich is expiring, Collison, Corey Joseph, Kyle O'Quinn. Um, that's a lot of rotation players. Yeah. Many teams will have people kind of lower on their bench in expiring. Yeah. That's a lot of that's, key pieces. Yeah. I mean, those are key minutes. Yeah, we're expiring. talking 20 mil, 14 mil, 13 and a half, 13, 12, 5. That, that is a lot of expiring money. And this was is kind of seemed like the off season where it's like if there was ever an off season for them to get a free agent, mm-hmm. it's when, you know, Oladipo is again an all star. Right. Miles Turner takes the next step. Sabonis is six man of the year. Right? right. That would have been the perfect story mm-hmm. to really set up. All right, we're going to get a big free agent this off season. Right. Now it seems like they're saying it's going to be twelve months. I'm hearing twelve months at least. Yeah. I don't know enough about it. Um, and it's really so difficult to say, but let's just say he doesn't come back till after the all-star game next year. Right. What do they do? They have to go out and get kind of a replacement for him almost. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's the only way you're going to be able to survive. I mean, you've got to, do they have to just punt everything? Like, like, I I don't know what they kind of do in the next, in the next nine months. Right. Well, like you said, you have those, um, expiring contracts. You're going to have to go out and get some kind of big money free agent um, that's going to be able to fill that role. Um, there's no way that you're going to be able to survive until the next all-star season um, without a guy like Victor Oladipo if you don't make some kind of move. Um, you named what? There's like at least five or six expiring contracts, and some of those are big money contracts. So, um, you know, you've got a, you've got guys like Thaddeus Young. you got guys like Tyreek Evans, Bogdanovich. Those are all rotation guys that are looking to um, that they're looking to be expiring contracts. So you're going to have to make some kind of move. Um, 
That's why I kind of like the Conley move because Conley, I think, is signed through 22. So if you bring him in, that's another guy that you can have on your roster um, when Oladipo gets back. And if you can have him there and, and Miles Turner becomes Miles Turner that we want and we have Sabonis there um, and maybe you re-sign a, you know, maybe you re-sign one of those guys. But um, that's would, a lot of contracts. I would think out of the guys mm-hmm. – the one that would stick out to me is Bogdanovich yeah. for them to resign. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think Conley would fit that timetable for them though? He's thirty one, right? Yeah. I mean it, Tim, you're shaking your head no. Well, if you know, if you see some tweets from some bloggers. Okay. If Mike Conley was in the Eastern Conference, he'd be a Hall of Famer. Okay. Yeah. That Good. was that was on Twitter this week. Awesome. Guess who? Uh we don't we don't at people. I don't <laughs> need to drop his <laughs> we, name. We don't at people here. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I I do like. I would love to see them make a move like that. And it may not be Mike Conley. It what about be... uh, Tim Hardaway? Right, that's a volume score. Right, yeah. they need a volume score. They need somebody that at, can get the ball back at like a two guard position. Mm-hmm. I would say Tim Hardaway is a volume scorer at a two guard position. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you be up for a Jamal Crawford? I mean, I know he's thirty seven. I was going to say that's. I mean. <laughs> 37. He's, yeah. I mean, that that would be... I mean, for, I guess, to fill in for now, I mean, it would be okay. I what would, about Larry Bird was, coming down? Was, <laughs> what, what about Larry Bird coming down from the front? I mean, like, you're a 37-year-old guy, you know? I mean, <laughs> like Earl the Pearl Monroe's coming out of retirement. What about the ghost of... Right. <laughs> right. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Right. Not Ray Allen. No, actual Jesus Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Um, but no, they're going to have to sign somebody that they're going to have to make a move at some point. Um they just, there's just. I don't think there's going to be enough scoring and defense to be able to get keep them where they are now. So, all right, here it is: Ty, Tyreek Evans, Kylo Quinn, for Tim Hardaway, mm-hmm. and a future pick. Mm-hmm. This clears out cap space so that New York can have this huge mega offseason they mm-hmm. want to have. It gives. Victor Oladipo time to really come back. I think I think Tim Hardaway is a better volume scorer than Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Um and yeah, that's that's kind of uh really the only thing I'm thinking with this team. So they are the number two defensive team in the league right now. Yeah. I think that has to be the focus for them is just stay defensive minded. Yeah. Um so I just I don't know. It, it's going to be hard to stay defensive minded when arguably their best defensive player right is out is out. But um, Miles Turner, like you said, is just going to have to step up. Yeah, he's going to have to play a, a much bigger role um, as far as us being able to maintain where we are. But he's how gonna... how big of I mean, do you think that the leader of your team can come from that big man role? Do you think that? Well, I, I know we've talked about that before, where the you know, a guy in a scoring role has to be in somewhat of control of the ball. Right. Because um, he's only as good as, what, Darren Collison Darren's not, right. allows him right. to be. Absolutely. So that's kind of my worry there is, you know, he can be good if guys create for him, but right. he's not the guy that's going to create right. for himself. Yeah, you have to have somebody that's ball heavy and ball control where you can, where you can have him in a spot to be able to control and make shots. So... I definitely agree with that. Yeah. In the discussion we have where is a big man able 
to do it. You know what I mean? Is a, is a big man able to lead your team um, and be the main focus of it, even though he doesn't have the ball? We're talking about Anthony Davis when we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Recently, they announced the starters for the All-Stars. Correct. Anthony Davis was not a starter for the Western Conference All-Stars. Yeah. He is averaging 30 and 13. <laughs> To be a starter, you have to have the fan vote. He didn't receive the fan vote. He got about $2.5 million. Um, so there's guys like Kevin Durant got more votes than him. Mm-hmm. I would I would give the vote to Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put him number one in my front court for the West. Um, be on the lookout. I'm trying to piece together an article about trying to make sense of the whole Western Conference front court. I think that's kind of just a big mess trying to figure out how to prioritize those main five guys. Right. But Kevin Durant got more votes than him, even though he's splitting votes with Steph Curry. Paul George got more votes than him, even though he's splitting votes with Russell Westbrook in a small market. Joel Embiid got more votes than him. Mm-hmm. He's splitting votes with Simmons and with uh, Butler. Yeah. Um, and Derrick Rose got a million, a more, million votes more votes than him. Than if there was ever a time for the city of New Orleans to come together and say, you know what, we got a shot to really get behind our guy, this is it. Uh, and it seemed like the city just really dropped the ball. And if I was Anthony Davis and I'm saying, I'm putting up 30 and 13, my people aren't even voting for me to be a starter. What's the point? Like, why don't I just go to the, to the Eastern Conference? Right. And I know I could be a starter. And I'll just go to the Eastern Conference and I don't have to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. We also know if he was the Lakers center, he would, he would be voted in. That's a huge market. Well, I, I think I, I think that's a I think that's part of it. I really do. I think that one, the Pelicans are bad, um, and I, truth be told, I don't know how much I don't know how much Pelican fans and their fan base really get behind it. I, some of them, I think, aren't really behind him like they should be. I, I think part of that is that he's all you know they see him as oft injured. Um, they see him as yes, I am. You know, I'm getting all these points and rebounds and things like that. But our team is still horrible. Our team's not good, um, and I I don't know if that presents very well in a in a position where you have to be a fan favorite or a uh, or a guy that has to you know receive votes and like I don't I don't think that that bodes well in his favor now. To your point, I really, really think that <laughs> the Pelicans screwed the pooch on this. I mean, like you said, this is the time. If you wanted to keep him in your city, if you wanted him to play for you, this is the time where you were like, let's get a video package together. Let's run some this. Let's do let's do some things and get this guy. Yeah. Get how this did, guy to the All-Star how did game. the city not just like, you know, see the Saints loss? And then just shut down the city. Everyone, all right, stop talking, everyone in the mm-hmm. city. We're just going to talk about Anthony Davis moving forward for the next 10 days. 10 days. Everyone at work at the water cooler. Did you vote for Anthony Davis? Did you vote for Anthony Davis? But they just don't care. And if they don't care, why should Anthony Davis care? And I just think that um, I just think that it was a really, really bad look. Yeah. Now, he did get voted in by the coaches and the players. Right. Um. Do you think he should have been a starter? No. No? No. There's just something that has to be said. And, and of course, it's a popular vote, of course. But I think there's something... Because of the wins and losses? Yeah. 
it has to be set for wins and losses, man. That's I, fair. You know, when your team is is the worst in the Western Conference, um, well, I, I mean, sure, twelve. They're twelve. Uh, what are they? Twelve, thirteen. Yeah. I mean, they're not in the playoff hunt. They're not going to be in the playoff hunt. He's out. He's hurt. He was hurt before. He's hurt now. So, I I don't think it's something where where he is deserving of being a starter. Yeah. Um, there was talks about, and and we'll find out the reserves next week, but mm-hmm. uh, there was talks about should Drew Holiday be in there? Kind of what do they do with the, the backcourt situation? Um, you know, you're going to have gonna have russ in there in that mm-hmm. argument um he's normally getting in luca i would assume is backcourt mm-hmm. um does drew holiday get in there so there's a few people do you, demar Derozan feels like he deserves to be in there yeah i would put demar Derozan in there yeah um so it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out yeah absolutely i i, I really do i mean I just think there's something to be said for uh, how how your team is performing, um, and you know what are your what I mean having the respect of the fans, you know, and where you're supposed to be as far as an all star. Now we talked about that before. I mean, it's becoming a population or not popular. It's kind of a popularity contest. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I just think that your, your team's performance has to play somewhat. In the fact that you're going to be an all star, yeah, or an all star starter. Well, Melo started when the Knicks were god terrible. Yeah, but it's also you know I think it's a popularity contest. Melo was popular New in the New York market. He was popular in the league, and I don't Anthony Davis. People don't get behind Anthony Davis like they should. Well, those people are terrible people. Well, I, if Melo was in the West, he would have been a starter. But he's in the East now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually courtside tonight. He is courtside. Yeah, Him and J.R. Smith. Did you see that yes. one? J.R. Smith's there too. Absolutely. Uh, but we do know some stuff about the All-Star game. And we're going to obviously keep everyone updated. Um, right now we know a little bit of who's in the three-point contest. A little bit of the dunk contest. Just a tiny peek. And then um, we know some of the people in the skills competition. Uh, where do you want to start? Let's start with that three-point contest. Three-point contest is where I want to start. Three-point contest. All right. So we have a couple good storylines here, okay? We have Lillard, who's in. um, Probably the most boring, the most vanilla of the storylines in Mm -hmm. here. He, to me, when I think of Lillard, you know what I think of? I think of a better Kemba Walker. I think of Kemba Walker, but you turned the stats up a bit. turned the stats up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. just an overall good. I think he's underrated. He was All NBA. I think last year was it? Was it? Was he All yeah, NBA? Yeah, he was. Absolutely. Um, very good player. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you get Buddy Healed. Great story. My this buddy. Year. Your buddy. <laughs> Great story. Absolutely. So he's shooting at a super high clip. Yeah. That team's having success. Way more success than they've had in a long time. Love it. Um, so love hearing that and. Uh, I think when we did our season preview, me, you, and Richard Ivanowski mm-hmm. from Sacktown Royalty did it. Um, he said that they were the highest percent last year from mm-hmm. three, but they shot the lowest amount. Right. Um, so it seems like they, you know, I don't know how they're shooting, how much volume they're shooting, 
but I like that Buddy seems to be getting more volume this yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a good thing. Then you got Dirk. Oh. That Dirk, warms your heart. It does, man. I'm, I was so happy to hear that he was doing that. I, yeah. Uh, I'm so happy that he's in it. I, I mean, if you've watched Dirk play this season, of course you know he's not the Dirk that we all remember and love. No. and He's not, he's not that guy. What? He's not going to be a Finals MVP, <laughs> he's and not that's gonna, fine. And that's fine. I, I want to. I, I love that. Just like we wanted to see Vince Carter in the dunk contest, I love seeing Dirk in the three point contest. I, love I, just, it. I think it's awesome. That's I, to me. I, I heard that he was going to be in the three point contest, and I said, you know what? My vote's for Dirk. Absolutely. Until yeah, until the news broke. That Steph and Seth Curry mm-hmm. were both going to be in the three-point contest, and now last year we had a peek behind the curtain when Clay was in the three-point contest, mm-hmm. and um, I remember last year them kind of saying that there was a just kind of like a handshake agreement between the guys between the Splash Brothers, where it was like, yeah. "All right, you're in this year. Next year's in Charlotte. That's all me." Right. Um, so it's really cool to see Steph return to his hometown. With his brother, that's how, gonna be a cool. One. How fun is that gonna be? Love Just, it. I mean, you can throw are, Del Curry in there. too. I was gonna say, put them all in there. Let them all go out. I it. heard. I heard in an interview with uh, with Woj um, that Steph did. He said that he still does a summer camp in in the Carolinas, mm-hmm. and um, his Del Curry is there. And um, at the end of the camp, the last thing they do is they do a skills competition, and of course. Steph is Steph participates right. in it, and they don't do any money ball or anything like that. It's a one for one, right? You right. make it, that's a point. Five five balls, um, five different locations, twenty five points max. Blah blah blah. They said that in twenty five shots uh, last year, Dell hit sixteen wow. out of twenty five. Still, Still stroking it. it. Still got it. Still stroking it. That so, never leaves you. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that never leaves you. Um and. Seth Curry, and, and I don't, I haven't checked it recently, but for a while he was leading the league in three point percentage. So yeah. he is. I oh, mean, he. I mean, he. Yeah, he can. He, <laughs> he, can stroke he ain't it. no I mean, geek either. No, you know what I'm he saying? can stroke it. So no doubt about it. That one's going to be awesome. Um, that's just really cool that it's happening in Charlotte. Yeah. So yeah, he's shooting four eighty one from three. Jeez, wow. how many attempts? Um, uh, per game. Yeah, two point nine. Okay. That's, yeah, he's stroking that thing. Wow. The only I, name I really wanted to be in there as far as like stats is Joe Harris because he's shooting 47%. Love that. And he's not in it. Okay. We're going to get into a little nets later. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good one. I like that a lot. Yeah. But Buddy's in. Buddy's in. Buddy's yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that's good enough for us young guys. Uh, Buddy's kind of captured the hearts of the NBA. Yeah. You know who I would have liked? Who's that? Um... And maybe maybe they could be in this next one that we'll talk about. Is I would have liked to see Jaron Jackson in the three point contest. Okay. Do you remember preseason ball or summer league ball? Yeah. Seven of seven. Where when he was seven of seven yeah. and he hit the half court shots and everything, and it was like, wait, is this guy, is this guy for real? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's go to the skills competition, okay? Luca, De'Aaron Fox, and Trey Young. Mm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's going to be awesome. That is a tasty lineup That's for the skills awesome. competition. I am I cool it. with rounding this out. You can give me, again, Jaron Jackson. You can give me Marvin Bagley in mm. here. 
you can because we've seen guys like Carl do yeah, really well. Absolutely, it. it's it, uh, big. Porzingis won, won it. I think Carl won it. Carl did win it. So big guys absolutely could do it. Um, I mean, shoot, you can give me uh, Shea yeah. in it. I would love the yeah. young guys to be in it. I think that's a really cool one too. Yeah, I love that. And I see. I think this is the best one for Dwayne Wade to fit into as well. Yeah, I, I think agree. That this is one that would really show off the Flash's skills, yeah, right? Absolutely. A, an accurate pass. Yep. All right. You're you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm in. So um okay. Yeah, I think that would be cool to see him hop in it. I'm really excited to see De'Aaron Fox. I mean he's gosh dang, he's so quick with the basketball. I mean I would I that'll be a lot of fun to watch. And Luke of course. I mean Luke is Luke. I mean he's Who are you taking in, in this one? I like Fox, man. I'm taking Trey Young. Right. I'm going to take Trey Young okay, okay. in a competition that involves uh, an uncontested shot and an accurate pass. I do, I do honestly think that Trey Young is the best passer out of them. Okay, um, and I think that he'll be able to hit the uncontested shot. I really, yeah. I do. So that that one will be fun. Anyone that you want to see in there? Well, you mentioned the one I wanted was was Wade. I mean, okay. I would have loved to see Dwayne Wade come out and just Dirk work. gets his. Dirk gets his. It feels Wade. like Wade should get his, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Kemba, Kemba, Kemba would be cool. Kemba would have been good, right? Yeah, they do have. It is very guard heavy. Um, do you think that they'll add some big men in there? Yeah, I think they have to. Okay, they have to. So big men wise, Zubak, Jokic. Joke it. I would love Whoa. to see I was kidding, Kyle. Relax. Whoa. I would love to see Joke it. Whoa. Dude, he just had a double double again or a triple double last the night. Joker yeah, the Joker game. Wow. He's a great passing big man. He got he's got a jump shot. All right, I, you I got me there. It. I would love it. I'm all in on that one. <laughs> okay. Then we get to the slam dunk the was it the Sprite Slam Dunk? Sprite Slam the Dunk. Sprite Slam Dunk competition. <laughs> we only have two right now. We have Dennis Smith Jr. Which his own team doesn't want him, so I don't want him. <laughs> Just to be very clear, he was in it before. He didn't win it. All right. I, I. I'm sorry. He was in it before. He didn't win it. Got robbed. Didn't win. So, I think I don't know, man. I feel like if you're in it and you lose, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Anyways, he's in it. That's fine. Miles Bridges is in it, and I think this is one that we both said on our mm-hmm. pod a few weeks ago when we were talking about who do we want to see in here. And uh, Miles Bridges, this is who I want to win it. I don't care who else they throw in it, unless it's Vince Carter. I want Miles Bridges to win it. Right. I'm a Michigan State guy. I love that he's doing it in his hometown. Mm-hmm. This is perfect, perfect. I, I think they got that. it right on this one. Give me Miles Bridges. Yeah, absolutely. I agree I'm with in. that. I'm curious on. We were talking about Dwayne Wade earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm curious on what you think about the jersey swaps. Just uh, the tradition in general in the NBA right now. It's uh, happening so frequently. And they were talking about it on the broadcast. It, um, I don't know if you listened to it with the sound up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they listed, They were talking about it on the Celtics-Warriors game, which we're about to get into. Yeah. They said that the they said that there's too many jersey swaps this season. Are you cool with it? Do you think it can happen every game? Um, Do you think that... I, they were they were complaining because guys like Langston Galloway were jersey swap swapping with the, like I don't remember some other like you know eighth man on the roster. Right. Um. I I I like it 
I like it. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um. I. I think it's actually. I think it's cool because I mean you. You get to collect jerseys from other guys that you may not be able to get to collect them from, especially when you get like a Dwayne Wade. I mean. I mean, how cool is that if you get to swap a jersey with a Dwayne Wade or. Or any of your, you know, superstars or heroes or whatever it is. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Yeah, like third string corners do it in the NFL with, like, special teamers. That's like, true. Like, why does it matter if the seventh guy in the NBA does it with somebody? Right. I agree. Or, like, if a player does it with a mascot. Who I gives com- a shit? I completely agree. I would love to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Honestly. I think that um, I think that it's cool literally every time it happens. Every time it happens, I want to see the pictures of it. Um, I want to hear if there's any story behind it. Mm-hmm. Are the guys friends? Do, you know what I mean? I don't know. Does Montrez Harrell know DeAndre Ayton or whatever? I don't freaking know if they know each other, but this is cool. Why are they jersey swapping? Like, were they having, like, you know right. what I mean? Like, is there something there that, that that's cool? Right. Uh, I think this is part of why we like NBAs because it's so much personality, and yep. this is the part where we get to see the personalities come out. Yeah, and I think that's like that's a great point you just made. That that was that's what makes the NBA so cool is that is. you can do stuff like that, and they're cool with it, and and guys are you know swapping with one another, and I, I think that's one of the really cool things about why the NBA sets itself apart from every other league. So we got a. Almost like a dream jersey swap scenario this year when we saw LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. That one is like as cool as it gets, in my opinion. I don't know, man. Benny the Bull and Dwayne Wade did one. That was pretty cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like <laughs> a Bulls. For a once, bull. LeBron can take a second seat. All yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, for once. Are you kidding me? Like you said, Zubots. Zubots. Right. Uh, <laughs> is there, this season, is there a jersey swap that you guys would like to see? Um, I like when Dwayne Wade swaps with the younger guys. With the younger guys, yeah, kind of like okay, kind of like a I passing see you. of the torch, kind of, okay. kind of like I recognize that you're one of the next stars. Um, you know, whether you like him or not, like when he switches with like a Trey Young or a Luka Doncic or Colin some, Sexton. you know, or Colin Sexton. Whether you like those guys or not, it's really cool to see him give those young guys props. I think that's really cool. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I feel like I don't see a lot of Dirk jersey swapping. Nope. Or Vince. Or Vince. Yeah. I would love to see Vince jersey swap with some people. Yes, I know Vince and Dwayne did. Okay. Oh man. Yeah, that's a that's a huge one. That's a true. I wonder why. I wonder why. You Dirk always see Vince don't. Like, you always see Dwayne's jerseys too, where Dwayne will write a nice little note. Yeah. Keep doing you. Keep hustling hard. He'll write three X champ. Yeah, <laughs> on it every single time too. I saw you doing with it, and I was like, I didn't know it had a number for the Nuggets. <laughs> zero. Hold on, is it zero? Yeah. They huh. swap jerseys. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it hasn't even played. Like, it's not game worn. It's not game worn. No not, sweat on it. <laughs> it's not game worn. It'll fit perfectly in your frame. No, I think it, I think that I'll people remember. have a lot of respect for it across the league. Yeah. For that postseason run he yeah. had with Boston. He's well, yeah, back well, in a couple weeks. Yeah, well, you know, he was dealing with his sister's death and all that stuff, and then he had that great run. I think um, he gained a, he lot a lot of people's of respect, respect yep. for him to go through such a difficult time like that. And, uh, I mean, really, he, he, he I know he didn't win, but he played like a champion, and that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. So uh, It was also very fun to see them celebrate when Jared Vanderbilt got his first points. Yes. Oh Absolutely. man, that was very. I fun. love that kid. That was super fun. Yeah, so that'll be a good time to uh, 
it'd be a good time to watch the Nuggets when when some of their stars get back. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pivot to the Celtics Warriors game. Mm-hmm. What a fun game! Man. What a fun game. Everything you wanted it to be, yeah. right? I think we all had this marked on our calendar for a little bit. This was when we did our preseason show. This was our finals preview mm-hmm. that we collectively came to as a as a squad. Did it live up to the hype for you guys? Yeah, very much so. I think it did. For um, me too. I always like really fun. Yeah, I always like in those type of games when the stars are stars. You know what I mean? You got what you got out of Kyrie. I was gonna say Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie was I, Kyrie's cooking. A, the guy you're talking about. He was cooking. You know what I mean? He's a big game guy. Tatum was really good in Always. the game too. Tatum was good in the game. Uh, um, Draymond. Draymond. He he started off really slow, but I tell you what, he does so many little things. Like at the end of the game. He misses both those free throws, but gets his own rebound on the free throw to seal the game. I mean, that's just those type of plays there and his facilitation at the four. I mean, he does so many things that just aren't on the stat book, but I mean, they just set him apart from any other player in the league. To me, Draymond is uh, kind of like the how do you tell if someone's watching basketball or not? Mm -hmm. You ask him, you know, do you think Draymond Green's good? And they'll be like, let me check his box score. Um, Ugh, no, right. No, he's not good. And then you're like, ha, fooled you. <laughs> what do you got, Tim? I was just messing. I was oh, saying okay. he's not good. But no. He good. <laughs> no, just the, the, the... Guys from Michigan State don't succeed in the NBA. <laughs> As I'm wearing a Magic Johnson shirt. Right. <laughs> I'm wearing a Magic, Magic Johnson shirt. shirt. We talked about Jaron Jackson and Malik and Monk Malik. this episode well, already. Well, Malik Monk went to Kentucky, so... Or Miles Bridges, Miles I mean. Bridges. Okay, Tim. How much wine have you had tonight, Kyle? Okay, Tim. Finish my glass. Uh, overall, though, it was a great game. It was. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, I love when stars play like stars, man. I, I just Kyrie was cooking. Durant. Durant is is so effective on the offensive side of the ball, man. I, he's he's a seven footer who shoots over top of everybody. He can get a shot when he wants to. He was thirty three and nine last night. Didn't shoot particularly well from the three. He was only one of four, but ten for twenty-three from the field. Um, he was just he was just electric. Um, you had Steph Curry's big quarter uh, in the second quarter where he just caught fire. He even hit the shot in the air. Where he shimmy and he's doing a shimmy. He I was mean, shimmying. Is there anything scarier in the league than him shimmying? No, it's not, not at all because that means he's feeling it. Harden step back, not as scary as the shimmy. No. When LeBron does the thing where he takes the two hands yeah. uh, the parallel to the silencer, the, what he si- calls it. The, when he does the silencer, yeah. not as scary. Not as scary. When uh, when Giannis does the does the stare down, the stare down, not as scary. Yeah. Nothing Steph, is scarier. When Steph starts shimmying, that's a wrap. That's it, man. You know it's over. Yeah. Um, Boogie Cousins had twenty three minutes in mm-hmm. the game. 15 points and eight boards in that time. He had like five fouls with five minutes to go in the third. Yeah. He pick up another. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was good to see him. Um, mm-hmm. His passing ability seems to be there. So, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. think that he's being integrated very well. He doesn't look great running up and down the court right. by any means. I don't think he really ever has, though. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't look at him and I'm like, wow, he looks graceful running. You know, I'm like he's lumbering. Yeah, he's lumbering. But, but he looks he looks fine once he gets to the other end for sure. Um, we didn't talk about Harden. 
Oh my gosh. We went this long. We didn't talk about Harden's <laughs> uh, MSG game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. I feel like we've done the Harden scores 40, Harden scores 50, Harden scores 55 mm-hmm. so many times. Um, it was special. It, there's always an added element of special when it gets to Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. I think that that kind of elevates it. It makes it feel more historic. Um there's just something about the garden that has, and there's something about when big time players play well in the garden. Yeah, it's just got that feel to it. I mean, for him to put up 61, I mean, in the garden is it's, it you know it just has that it falls in that line with Jordan in the garden. You know when he's just putting on a show, uh, Durant in the garden, Steph in the garden, all those guys you know usually put on a show when it comes to the garden. So it to see him play that well in the garden is really was really cool. It was very cool. Um I think he really set himself I think he was already the front runner for the MVP um over Giannis. But I think that this is kind of like the how the Heisman Award, you have to have your Heisman moments. Mm-hmm. I think that this just really really added to the storyline and uh just like kind of s- solidified him as the clear head and shoulders number one leader in the MVP race right now. I would agree. Let's talk about another team that plays in New York. My Brooklyn Nets. Our. Your Brooklyn Nets. Tim Tim went on his show the other day, okay, last week, and he was saying that it's his Brooklyn Nets. Correct. Because why, Tim? Because who was the person that began the – actually, let's go back, Kyle. Let's go back to our season preview when your exact words were – the Brooklyn Nets might have the worst roster in the NBA. Your exact words. Might sounds like a pretty flexible term. I, I don't remember that. Might yeah. might is a pretty flexible uh, word, might. Tim. But <laughs> when I said, if and, and Ben, back me up here, because okay. you, you know this to be true. Who was it that said, I'm telling you guys, this will be a very fun roster this year in our season preview? He, uh, yeah. that, was, that, was, that was producer Tim. That was you, producer okay. Tim. Okay. The same mm-hmm. producer Tim that said that the Cavs were his team. Sure, whatever. Okay, stuff changes, <laughs> Tim. Yeah. It's changes. fluid. But it's the NBA. It's fluid. It's fluid. <laughs> it's fluid. Who was on this shit from day one? This uh, fucking guy. I don't think anyone was on the Nets from day one, just to be very clear. I'm talking day right. one of the 2018-19 All season. All right. This so anyways, guy. the Nets, uh, I just put an article up this week. I'm shameless. We can say our. It's fine. Sure. So I put an article up about my Nets this week. Our. Uh, 48minutesnetwork.com. <laughs> our Nets. And... Our DeAndre Russell. Really, really the main thing I wanted to get across was the Nets took what seemed like the worst position that I've seen uh, an NBA team be in in recent history. Mm -hmm. They traded away their future. They got Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that the second they made that trade, it seemed like Kevin Garnett took a poison pill or something because it was just... It was like he, it was like he was on Space Jam, and they took all of his monster powers. That's it. And he and just started going. It was, it suddenly, was he was suddenly stripped of of his Kevin Garnettness. Yeah, and this team was just left in a horrible position. Danny Ainge did it again. He duped a team. He took advantage of them. And Brooklyn didn't have draft picks. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to go there because they didn't even have a real fan base. They're still thirtieth. Uh, in in percentage for average attendance, you know they're not drawing big free agents. So why are they a six seed right now? 
why do they seem like they're a lock to make the playoffs almost at this point with Indiana's troubles? Mm-hmm. Could they even become the five seed? Could Indiana fall below them? Could they yeah. be a five seed? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's a huge jump in just a few years. The trade was in 2014. How do they make this huge jump? Well, they did it a few ways. Uh, Richard Ivanowski, which I feel like we shout him out every yeah, single we week, and he deserves my, it every week. My man. Um, at Richard Ivanowski NBA, he was talking about how they just stockpiled dudes six seven to six nine, mm-hmm. and we've seen this before in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. There's other teams that do this. This isn't a secret. No. Um, we've seen the Rockets do it. Absolutely. The Warriors do it. Um, we're seeing the Raptors do it. Mm-hmm. Do any yeah. of those teams have anything in common? The yeah. Raptors, the Warriors, and the Rockets? Yeah, they, they all win. have guys that win, and they're all 6-7 <laughs> That's it. Um, it's a winning formula. It seems to be a success. Boston? Boston. Boston does it as well. Absolutely. So they're just stockpiling these guys, and they're also getting high draft picks that teams are ready to give up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of like a Markel Fultz. It seems like Markel Fultz would just go to the Brooklyn Nets because right. that's what they've been doing. That's what they've been doing. Is you're ready to give up on him? We'll take him. Yep. D'Angelo Russell, you're ready to take. You're ready to give up on him? Yeah. Awesome. We'll take him. No doubt about Look it. Look at him now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's looking like the kind of player you would start to build a franchise around a bit. Well, he's he starting to look like one of those guys. And I'm not saying he is. He is in the talks, but I mean, he's a guy within the next couple years you're gonna have if they can keep having success he's gonna be an mvp type guy i mean he's putting up those kind of numbers most improved player of the year maybe oh yeah maybe yeah in the conversation for sure yeah um then we talk about karis lavert right Mm -hmm. they uh they took a chance on karis lavert karis lavert writes a letter to all the gms coming out of michigan he's having injury problems he says bet on me absolutely i'm gonna do it he only plays 14 games this season uh, because of injury. But in those games, per 100 possessions, he's averaging more points than Bradley Beal, C.J. McCollum, uh, Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson, these yeah. other shooting guards that we think are dominant. Right. I mean, he's got a higher offensive rating than all of them except for C.J. McCollum. Yeah. Before his injury, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better two-guard than Levert was before he got hurt. He had a better defensive rating in the 14 games he played than Bradley Beal, who mm-hmm. we call a defensive guy. Absolutely. Better defensive rating than Clay Thompson. Better defensive rating than Jimmy Butler. Which all three of those guys are all are, NBA defense. That's your top tier defense yeah. as far as shooting guards go, right? Besides Victor Oladipo, like right. that is the, the, the defensive shooting guards, yeah, I believe. Absolutely. And they they seem to got a steal from you know, I mean from the draft. Mm-hmm. Um and it seems like they're just picking guys out of the draft so well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, they didn't draft him. No. But he was, I mean, he was lost in the G League for a little while. Right? Yeah. He was lost on two bad rosters, too. All right, we don't have to talk about the Pistons. So. Or the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow, Wish I bet they could use a 6'6 six, six point guard. <laughs> wow. Both freaking teams. And he just signed a very team-friendly... I think a $34 million contract for the next three years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be, you know, probably not their starting point guard, but one of the better six mans in the league. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, you look at the Rockets with like Eric Gordon, 
like how nice is it that they have that for a six man mm-hmm. i think that that's something that that dinwiddie could kind of be yeah you know what i mean that level of six man um or like like uh toronto yeah right with with fred van with, fleet with, yeah van fleet yep it's so nice to really lock in that really good six man absolutely your team your boys, yeah, right? Yeah, Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah. How nice is it to yeah. know that, that the first guy coming off your bench is going to produce, gonna, period. Yeah, absolutely. My team with Wayne Selden. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. No, but but really, that, that six man seems to be so important. Um, Boston, Terry Rozier, right? Right. I think that Dinwiddie has what it takes to really kind of fall into being one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we look at Jared Allen as well. Yeah. Who's made Sports Center many times this year, most popularly because of the block on LeBron, which well, seemed, yeah, yeah. Which seemed to be more impossible to do than a sixty point <laughs> game in MSG, it seemed like. But uh, but you're right. I mean the way that they've developed this roster, I mean, if you look at some of these guys They didn't have high draft picks for d- any of them either. But you look at D'Angelo Russell, six five, Hollis Jefferson, six seven, Damar Carroll, six eight. You know, Karis Levert, 6'7". Dudley, 6'7". Dinwiddie, 6'6". Six, six. I mean, these are all guys that are athletic guys. And the great thing that you've mentioned in your article is that all those guys can play different positions. So when you're in a defensive when you're in a defensive set, all those guys can switch. They can all do different things. And they can all... They can all get... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ben's watching the Royal Rumble right now, and he just got distracted. Oh, Jeff Jarrett just walked in. But yeah, they, there's. But they all have guys that yeah. can play defense and switch, and and I think that's the that's the key to all that is the fact that they're all athletic enough to play all different positions, be able to switch on all different positions, and that you're you're not pigeonholed by having a um, a you know a center that's not athletic or somebody out there on the floor that can't guard those different positions so absolutely and it is one thing to stockpile wings that are switchy um talented late picks in the draft on on good contracts that's one thing to do and that makes you a really good team in a good that makes you in a good situation right right but to have potential 63 to 71 potential 71 million dollars in cap space next off season <laughs> puts you in a great situation absolutely okay they could get two max players mm-hmm. and they're just gonna have they're just gonna have a ton of money yeah now pair their stockpile of, of young talent on friendly contracts that switchy players 63 to 71 million dollars and they're in brooklyn and they're in brooklyn. they're in brooklyn new york they're not in milwaukee right they're in Brooklyn, right? They're not in Utah. They're in Brooklyn. Yeah, no doubt. They're not in Memphis. They're in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They should be able to get these these free agents. They're in a new stadium. Yeah, right. They're around culture. They're, it just it just seems like such a good situation that they've put themselves in. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing like you know sports and athletics in New York. There's nothing like it. It, it feels, I mean, I don't care yeah. if you're the Mets and you're bad. People still go to the games. You're still with the Yankees. The Jets are bad. People still cheer on the Jets. There's nothing like that New York sports atmosphere. Yeah, if you've got all that it's a, space. It's a passionate, educated fan Absolutely. Base. Absolutely. 
So I, I just think they're in such a great situation. Um, and for a team that we thought would, like you said, a team that we thought was doing it wrong, actually turns around and is doing it right. Right under our noses. Absolutely. So um, whether you're like me, whether you're like Tim, it's time to hop on the bandwagon. <laughs> Get in. This I think that this team, um, and this is really weird, but I'm going to say it, the Nets have a bright future. Mm. And it's time to start paying attention. Absolutely. I, I would 100% agree. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think we've said since maybe the Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason Kidd, Jason uh, Van, uh, uh, Jeff, Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson. And Kenyon Martin. Keith wow. Van Horn. Keith Van Horn. That was like 04 when they were taking the Pistons yeah. to the Eastern Conference Finals you know, every year. You know, they're throwing lobs everywhere. And those right. guys are fun and athletic. Yeah. But uh, I think. I don't know. I think that's that's the team to watch in the East right now. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be fun to kind of see they're going to get healthier as Indiana, unfortunately, is not going to get healthier. Yeah. So when they get Karis LeVert back in the near future, what does this team look like? Um, are they going to keep D'Lo next offseason? Could he go to Phoenix? Right? There's big yeah. ties with him in Phoenix. Yeah. He's very good friends with Devin Booker. Those guys are are just the best of friends. Right. I think they were AAU buddies. Um, and, man, could you imagine Phoenix with a 6'6", six, six, uh, whatever, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, right. six ball right, handler right. that can shoot 38% from three? Like you said, it's a volume scorer. Right, yeah, absolutely. That's it. I mean, that, That's changes the, that changes the whole parameter of their their team at an indictment. I would that. love it. So um, keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on our website. This upcoming week, 48minutesnetwork.com. We're going to have some stuff up there for you, so just make sure you're keeping an eye on that. Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter as well, mm-hmm. at 48minutesnetwork. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify, whatever you're listening to us on. Google Play, we appreciate it. Give us that five-star review. We really appreciate any feedback as well. And uh, as always, guys, have a great week. Appreciate you.